Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we say good morning to you. We are excited about today, Lord. We just thank you that we get to come to church. Lord, we are uh, expecting you to change us. Lord, we are expecting you to uh, create in us a new heart, Lord, that we would leave here differently, that we would leave here ready to encounter uh, the rest of our week, Lord. So we just give you this beginning of the week, the first fruits of it, our time, our hearts, our attention, and Lord, we ask that you would go ahead and change us through the power of your word, through the power of your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Well, good morning. Like I said, we're in week two of our sermon series on Moses and going through uh, Moses' life as we're starting all the way in the first book of the Bible, Genesis, the beginning, and ending up in the Revelation. And we don't know how many years it's going to take us, but uh, we're, we're entering uh, into that journey together. And has it been fun so far? It's been fun. Well, um, how many of you have been watching? It's been awesome, right? We've seen some old faces, some old names like Michael Phelps. How many gold medals does he have now? 23. That's amazing, isn't it? And we see some new faces, new names like Simone Biles, right? And the gymnastics team, isn't, aren't they awesome? And what was the swimmer's name? Oh, man, awesome. And so, and a lot of them are believers. Both of those young women are believers in the Lord. So we're just excited, you know, get to see some new names. How many of you like names? Aren't names interesting? Names are really fun to play with and think about. Now, how many of you know your, the meaning of your name? Raise your hand. Okay, some of us don't know who we are, do we? <laughs> I was kidding. <laughs> but we are, uh, you know, Vanessa and I are always excited. We're uh, always playing around with names, and we just, we just like to uh, talk about names a lot. Um, you know, when Vanessa was pregnant, um, I remember especially the first time she was pregnant. This is way back in 2004 and 2003 and four, And, you know, we were always talking about what are we going to name our child, right? We didn't know if it was going to be a boy, if it was going to be a girl. So we come up with a set of boy names and then a set of girl names. And we were always excited talking about it. It was like our favorite thing to talk about. And for those of you who have been parents, you know what I mean. And so we were up in England, and we would throw off different names to each other. What about Victoria, like Queen Victoria? Does that sound good? Oh, no, that sounds a little too posh. How about Caroline? Oh, Caroline's nice. And then we would say, well, what about Ella? We liked Ella. How do you, how do you like Ella? And then we're like, okay, well, what does it mean? And we check it out. Oh, it just means she. So, oh, never mind. That's no big deal there. So, for those of you who are named Ella, that's nice. It's a pretty name. And so, our conversation go back and forth. And finally, we came up with Miley. And uh, we were homesick, right? So, we're like, we really want a Hawaiian name. So, is it going to be like Malia? Is it going to be Miley? And... Uh, we thought Miley was a really pretty name. You know, it's like a plant. It's a native Hawaiian plant. And uh, it's, it's worn, you know, you see it in all the ceremonies. It's actually, hey, Ken. Uh, we're, uh, we're the lei, 
you know, when like Hawaii is a sign of Hawaiian royalty. And, you know, funny enough, Miley was born on June 11th, which is King Kamehameha Day. And so that was like, you know, just perfect name. So Miley was her name. That was our first daughter. Our next daughter's name, Sky, with an E at the end. We can't forget that. We always have to say, oh, yes, always with an E. And why is her name Sky? Well, we were always, you know, dreaming of when we were in England, we didn't get to go to Scotland. We we're like, oh, we were so close, but so far. Like, we couldn't make it over to Scotland. We both really want to go to Scotland one day. And there's this Isle of Skye, this beautiful island right off the coast of Scotland named Isle of Skye. And we'd always look at pictures and dream about going there. And we thought, wow, that's just a pretty name. But we're on our way to the hospital and we're still not sure. What are we going to name this girl, right? Is it going to be Skye? We had a whole bunch of other names and uh, we were driving there and the sunset was amazing. It was just lit up the whole sky in purples and oranges and beautiful pinks. And so we said, Lord, that's her name. Her name is going to be Skye. And sure enough, uh, when she was born that night, she came out and she has this very fair skin and freckles and blue eyes and almost reddish hair now. And she looks like she could be from Scotland. <laughs> so watch out what you name your children, right? And we love Skye. We love that name. We love her, of course. And then finally, our third name, Cruz. <laughs> Cruz. And whenever we tell people that, they're like, Cruz, okay, like a little bit weird, right? But cruz <laughs> means cross in Spanish. So we love that name. And funny story, Vanessa and I, we were like, wow, we, we had all kind of boy names. And at that point, we knew Cruz was going to be a boy. So we only were working with the boy names, okay? So, okay, well, we liked William. We liked Charles. We liked normal names, right? Good names. <laughs> And then we thought, no, you know what? Cruz is this, it's like, it means the cross. And we had a friend whose son was named Cross. Vanessa's fluent in Spanish. And we just said, let's just go for it, Cruz. But we're not quite sure. <laughs> so we said, let's pray about it. We prayed about it. And he said, you go into your side of the house. Ask God what the name should be. First, middle, and last. I'm going to go to my side of the house. I'm going to pray what the name should be. First, middle, and last. We both go, we write it down, come back, five, ten minutes later, what did you get? We had the exact same name. We never even talked about the middle name, what all that should be. It was Cruz, Maximilian, Fowler, right? And so we're like, that's his name. That had never happened to us. So we took that as a sign, like, Lord, that wanted it, that to be his name. So that's how all of our children ended up with the names they did names they had uh, received. I'm going to go ahead. If you have a Bible, please open it to Exodus chapter 3, verses 13 through 15. Moses said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, What is his name? Then what should I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you're to say to the Israelites. 
I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. The name by which I am, be, I am to be remembered from generation to generation. That's going to be the focus of our talk this morning. The name of God. The holy name of God. And today we're going to be talking about how in Genesis chapter 3, Moses was called by God to lead Israelites out of slavery from Egypt. How God revealed his holy name to him and what effect that had on Moses. How God, in revealing his name, revealed his character and how that changed Moses' life and how that changes our life as well. Going back to Exodus chapter 3, we're going to start right there in the first verse. If you have your Bible, you can go ahead and open it up. Mark it up, underline it, highlight it. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro to his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that through the bush, though the bush was not on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. So Moses, Moses sees the burning bush, right? That is, it's on fire, but it's not burning up. Totally weird, supernatural, not every day this kind of thing happens. He walks over, right? And he's looking at the bush. And he's getting closer and closer. Why is the bush on fire? Some Bible commentators will tell you that the burning bush, although it was on fire but not consumed, was like God's people, the Israelites who were in Egypt, who were being enslaved, but they weren't totally decimated. They were on fire but not consumed. Fire in the Bible is also spoken of as a refinement, tool for refinement. When you want to see something used Refined, purified, God uses a lot of times fire. Fire is also representative of the Holy Spirit, right? When the Holy Spirit came, came in tongues of fire. And it's a sign that the Holy Spirit is at work and active. So God chose to get Moses' attention by this burning bush, by fire. But it wasn't an all-consuming fire. And God called out his name as he was inching closer. Moses. Moses. If you can imagine just a supernatural time. I don't know if you have seen The Prince of Egypt. Remember that movie? I love that scene. I just love it. And it just shows the holiness aspect, the power aspect, the respect, and the voice of God. When you hear the voice of God, whoa, Moses, Moses, he called. And I love Moses' reply. Here I am. Like, here I am. Send me, Lord. Number one, first point for us today. You can write this down in your bulletin. 
When God calls your name, answer the call. When God calls your name, answer the call. Moses, Moses, here I am. God has a call for each of our lives. And each of us has been called to something incredible. To follow God. His name is Jesus. And he said, he called you out by name. He knew you. He created you. He gave you a hope and a destiny, a plan and a purpose for your life. And he go, reveals himself to you in the person of Jesus Christ. And he asks you by name to follow Jesus. And at one point you had to make a decision. Am I going to follow Jesus or am I not going to follow Jesus? You have been called by God, right? But our calling did not stop on the day that we received Jesus. Our calling is like an everyday thing. And, he says, you know, I want you to go into your business and do the work of the ministry. I want you to represent Jesus. He wants us to know that our faith is living, our faith is active, Alive, like the Holy Spirit is living within us. And he speaks to us. And he calls us to certain things. In fact, he's probably whispering something to you right now. Like, oh yeah, remember I gave you that call, that certain thing I want you to do? Oh yeah, that's amazing. I get so excited when I think about you calling me to that. God's speaking to you. Jesus said in 10, John 10, 27, he said, My sheep listen to my voice. My sheep Listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. So you just listen to the voice of God and you follow what he says. Follow Jesus wherever he takes you. God speaks to us all the time. Sometimes we just aren't listening. But God speaks to us. And when he speaks our name, we listen to his voice and we obey what he says. That's simply answering the call. Neil, can you shut that fan off? Thanks. So many of us in this room, we're living out the call of God on our lives right now. Something God has spoken to you, and he's asked you to do it, and you're doing it. You heard his voice, and you're obeying. You've answered the call. Maybe it's in your profession. It doesn't have to be your profession. It could be an overall general life calling. A lot of times we separate, though, like our profession or our work place from our ministry like i'm doing god's work when i come to church on sundays and all the stuff i do for him on sunday mornings and in the church related realm and then when i go to work that's my business world where i go and make money and have a profession no it's totally one god calls you to be a marketplace minister and a lot of times that's your calling of god he's giving you certain gifts and talents Whatever it is, and he wants to use you wherever he puts you. Remember, we're local missionaries, global and local, wherever God calls us. We're all living it out. And it's a great adventure. And sometimes what God has called you to in the past will change in the future. You could be something totally different. You never know. He called you something, to, something crazy, something weird. You didn't see it coming. For example, look at the Miyamotos, right? Jared and Tiana. Did God call them? To go off and launch from the big island and be missionaries there. Yes, he did. And they answered the call. Amen. Isn't that good? Just thank God for that. That they were able to hear God's voice and answer the call.
Life is an adventure. In fact, my wife gave me a card yesterday with this quote on it. It's from J.R. Tolkien, and it says, The greatest adventure is what lies ahead. Ooh, are you excited for what God has called you to? But are you also excited about what God will be calling you to? We don't know. That's going to be an amazing adventure. It's going to be so much fun. But it doesn't mean that it's going to be like all rosy, all easy. The adventure God calls us to, just like maybe the Lord of the Rings, all these books that Tolkien wrote, it's not easy, but it's hard. It's not easy, it's totally difficult. It's not easy, but it's worth it. It's an adventure that God is going to call you on. It's supposed to be difficult. Remember, Jesus said, we live by faith, right? Faith alone. We live by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. You can't see the road ahead of you, but you trust Jesus is leading you in the right, right direction. And it's going to be an awesome adventure. When Moses' name was called, his reply was what? Here I am. Now, may that be the, like, the answer that we would give when God calls you by name. Dave, I want you to do something you totally can't do. It's like way out of your league. Like, you can't do it. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I can't speak well enough. You know, all of these things. That's when you know it's a God thing that he's called you to. Sometimes God calls you to some easier things, some smaller things. But I believe he's calling all of us to something great, a great adventure, something you know beyond a shadow of doubt that you can't do. Amen? Just like Moses. Just like Moses. I'm going to keep reading from Exodus chapter 3, verse 5 through 10. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place you are standing is holy ground. It's a very holy time. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. Moses had a high degree of respect and reverence and fear of God. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. The Lord knows, right? I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. The home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me. And I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Go. I am sending you, Moses, to bring my people out of Egypt. So God hears our cry. He heard the cry of the Israelites who were enslaved. Don't ever think God doesn't hear your prayer. Don't ever think that God doesn't hear the prayer of the oppressed, the prayer of the poor, the prayer of the suffering, the prayer of those who are right now. Did you know there's more people nowadays, right now, enslaved in 2016? Slavery is still going on than there ever was in the history of the world. Slavery is a very real thing, even right now. God hears 
their prayers. He hears your prayers for them. His heart was breaking for his people. They were enslaved for 400 years to the Egyptians. So God rose up somebody. He would raise up a deliverer, and his name would be Moses, to lead them out of Egypt. But think about it from Moses' perspective, and you start to feel the weight of the world come down upon you. You start to say, wow, I don't, I, if I was Moses, I don't think I would agree to that. I don't think I would sign up for that. Chapter 3, verse 11. Look at Moses' reply. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Wow. Who am I? And God said, I will be with you. And this will be a sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Moses said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. Hmm. The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they asked me, What is his name? Then what should I tell them? God said to Moses, and we read this earlier, but to repeat, God said to Moses his name, I am who I am. This is what you're to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name. The name by which I am to be remembered from generation to generation. Number two, you can write this in your notes. It's not about you. It's all about God's name. It's not about you. It's all about God's name. God had called Moses to an impossible task, wouldn't you agree? God had called Moses to an impossible task. He commanded Moses. He didn't politely ask him, hey, how do you feel about this, buddy? You think this mixes in with the things that you like to do, your gift mix? He commanded him to go and bring the Israelites out of Egypt. Moses in verse 11, answer was awesome. Who am I? Who am I that I should bring that I should go and bring them out of Egypt? And who am I is a question I think if we're all totally honest with ourselves, whenever God asks us to do something really hard or really uncomfortable, don't we come back at God with that? Ah, who am I, Lord? I had to do that. I'm not the right person. I think you want to choose somebody better qualified. But the good news is it's not dependent on us. The success of the mission, thankfully, is not dependent on us. It's not about us. It's about God's name. And when God calls you to something, it's not important about who we are. It's important about who God is. It's not important what your name is. It's important what God's name is. Why is his name so important? What's in a name, as the title of the message goes? What's in a name? Well, a name in the Bible signifies somebody's character, right? 
It signifies maybe their role, maybe the mission that God has called them to. A lot of times you'll see in the Bible, wow, yeah, how does that name match up with what they do so well? It's because God gave them that name, that role, that mission. And we've gone through the Bible, we've studied people like Noah. Noah's name means rest or comfort. And I kind of take it, wow, you know, he was on this ark. And it was a time of resting, almost like a nest. Noah, the name means rest. Abram. Remember Abram to Abraham? God changed his name. So Abram means exalted father, singular. And then Abraham is father of many nations or multitudes. That's pretty amazing, right? God changes the names, matches the character, the mission, the role. Sarai meant quarrelsome, but her name was changed to Sarah, which meant, means princess. Isaac, we know, laughter. He was born in parents' old age. Rebecca, captivating. Jacob, his name was changed to Israel. Jacob's name meant liar or deceiver. Sorry for anybody here named Jacob. It's not like that. Actually, that's the number one baby name. Did you know that? Jake. <laughs> Jacob. God can redeem that name. We name him Jacob, then we're going to call him Israel. No, I'm just kidding. But his name was changed to Israel, and Israel means he who wrestles with God but is victorious. He who wrestles with God. Remember he did that? Israel. Rachel. Rachel means little lamb. It's like something holy, something very precious. And then Moses. What does Moses mean? Chapter 2, I think it was there that they were talking about his name means to be drawn out, to be drawn out of the river. And that's awesome because it really reveals his role, which was to help draw the people out of Egypt into the promised land. What's in the name? According to God, we can know a lot about a person by knowing their name, who they are, what their character is, what their mission is from God is. And if you notice, when God is revealing his name to Moses, he wasn't giving him a title. A title is different than a name. In fact, God gave him the title, I'm the God of, your fa- of the fathers, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. That's a title, right? God of your forefathers. But now, Moses is asking for a name. It's totally different. Title and name, two different things, right? Moses was asking for God's personal name, something that was much more intimate, something that was much more revealing about the person of God. I am who I am, was God's reply. I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. It goes on to say at the end of verse 15, we've read this twice, this is the third time. This is my name forever. The name by which I am to be remembered from generation to generation. It's important stuff, right? God's holy name. I am who I am is God's name. But what does it mean? Before we go there, let's go, where does it come from? First, uh, we know that this is a personal name that God always had. He gave it to himself. He loves to be known by this name. In fact, 
It's used over 5,000 times in the Old Testament. It's a personal name, like it would be for Max, or Kai, or Audrey, or David, since we have so many Davids here, right? It's a God's personal name. Isn't that cool? God has a name. Okay? Why wouldn't he? Next, the name of God revealed to Moses in chapter 3 of Exodus. I am who I am is a translation of four ancient Hebrew letters. Y-H-W-H. Y-H-W-H. In Hebrew, it would be yod He vav He. Yod, look at your neighbor and tell him, yod He vav He. Y-H-W-H. Good job, you Hebrew-speaking people. Okay? I am who I am. In the original Hebrew language, four letters, Hebrew letters, ancient letters, Y-H-W-H. yod He vav He. That's the name God revealed to Moses. We say it, and over the years, vowels were inputted so they could actually say it. It was only consonants at that time. And that was the name God chose to reveal to himself. And it's pronounced Yahweh. We've heard that before. Okay, that sounds a little bit more familiar. Yahweh. I know that. Yahweh. And Yahweh we know from songs like, or terms like, Hallelujah. Right? Hallelujah means praise Yahweh. Did you know that? Hallelujah. The Yah, J-A-H. It's like a Y sound, right? Yah. Yahweh. Praise Yahweh. So whenever you sing hallelujah, like we did earlier in that song, that's a beautiful song. And I think we're going to sing it at the end today. You know, you're, every time you're singing hallelujah, praise the name of God, which is Yahweh. The name that God gave to Moses. Isn't that cool? You can tell that to somebody this week. You know, I know what hallelujah means. Praise Yahweh. Oh, what's Yahweh? Oh, and you launch out into a whole conversation about who God is. Okay? Finally, God's name, I am who I am. And this is where we get to the meaning. It means the one who is. Is that easy enough to understand? It's not, right? It's pretty mysterious. It's pretty complex. God's name is I am who I am. The one who is. My amness comes from my amness. My existence from my existence. Yahweh has no beginning, no ending. He simply is, always was, and always will be. That's God's name. He communicates all of this just with a simple name. It's awesome. The awesome name of Yahweh. Yahweh is such a holy name. Strict Jews will not to this day say his name, say the name of God. And back then... They would not say God's holy name, and out of reverence, they would input it with a different term like Lord or Adonai. Adonai is still what a lot of Jews will call the name of God. And in your Bible, if you're looking, if you're reading Genesis 3 and you're look, or Exodus 3, and you're looking for, okay, I want to see Yahweh. Is it there? Why HWH is not going to be there? Whenever you see the term Lord in all capitals, and it's a little smaller 
all capitals Lord, that's where in the te- original text is the name of God, Yahweh. So whenever you see Lord in all capitals, know and you can say that. In fact, sometimes you might see the word Jehovah inputted in some Bibles, which is actually not an old term at all. It's actually a very new term. And that's a name, Yahweh. If I was writing the Bible now, doing the translation, I would simply write the name Yahweh, or Y-H-W-H, if, you're, if I was doing a translation. I think that's the best translation there is. I am who I am. I am has sent me to you. This is my name. The name by which I am to be remembered from generation to generation. So, what's in the name? We can depend on God's name, not our own. We can depend on God's character, not our own. Amen. We can depend on God fulfilling the mission that he's called us to all through his name. Who he is. The name of God. The great I am. Who am I? (laughs) My name is Max, right? And when I, anytime, you know, although that's, pretty good name right max is a pretty good name you gotta admit it right max if you want to do the research and we're going to look into the name what it means it means i think the best the top no i'm just kidding (laughs) all joking because when i put my name max and you can insert any name there tyson and just lita and you gotta admit lita's awesome right the fijian Rugby team is awesome. Yes, all right, that was cool. But you put anybody's name there and you put it next to the name of God, the holy name of God, you feel how small you are. You feel how sinful you are. How holy and awesome the name of God is. Who are you? We are nothing Compared to God. And I think Moses' question to God was just a question that we would all have. Right? Moses, he had it all in Egypt, didn't he? When he was a young kid. Did you know Moses' life is split up into three 40-year periods? The first 40 he spent in Egypt, in the king's house. Wow. God was setting it up, right? Next 40, he's in Midian. Sheep, tending to the sheep. The last 40, he's the deliverer taking the people out of Egypt into the promised land. So Moses was working 40 years as a stinky shepherd, just coming from 40 years being in the king's house. And he's talking to the sheep. The the sheep don't care what his name is. The sheep don't care what your name is, right? But I used to do this, sheep. We used to have so much fun. This is what we would eat, sheep. And nobody's there, just Moses and the sheep. Vanessa and I came upon a pack of sheep in England, in a country house. It was amazing. Sheep, they're, they're more intimidating than you might think. When there's like one, <laughs> it's like, okay, one sheep, I can handle this. It's furry, it's cuddly. When there's like a hundred and they're coming at you, argh, It's a little bit different, yeah? We're like, okay, let's walk. (laughs) So Moses was saying to the sheep, 
Yeah, oh, I used to do that. I used to do this. They don't care. They don't care what his name is. And Moses was telling God, God, how could you call me? Right? That's what he was saying. Who am I? I'm just a has-been, a once-was. My name is Moses. I'm just a shepherd. I can't do it. I can't talk good enough. God, and I can relate to what Moses was telling God. And I think, if we're honest, all of us can. God, I'm not able to do what you've called me to do. I'm really scared about launching into that thing that you've asked me to do. And if you're not scared, maybe you're, the Lord is going to just give you that mission that's going to be just a little bit scary where you have to take that step of faith. And I pray that you'd go home and you would ask him, what is that that you're calling me to, Lord? And you find yourself feeling really inadequate. But God says, it's not about you, Moses. It's all about my name. I am going with you. I am going to bring my people out of slavery with reckless signs and wonders into the promised land. I am your everything, Moses. I am God. You can put your trust in me. So what has God called you to do? Whatever it is, know that it will never be fulfilled unless you have a personal relationship, an encounter that Moses, I believe, was modeling with God. A personal relationship with the person of who? The person of Yahweh. And that might sound a little bit weird, right? You have to have a personal relationship with Yahweh God, with the great I Am. And Moses shows us how to enter in, how to meet God, how to experience God up close and personal in a very real and practical way, but also like this burning bush, amazing supernatural way. When you meet Jesus Christ, you have the privilege of meeting Yahweh God, Yahweh the Father, the great I Am. Number three, you can write this in your notes. Find your identity and calling in Jesus, the great I am. Find your identity and calling in Jesus, the great I am. And when you write the I am, you got to write capitals. If you never wrote capitals, you got to erase it, cross it out, redo it. His name is Holy. His name is all capitals. Great I am. If you want to, as a reminder, you can write in Y-H-W-H, the holy name of God. That would be good, actually. I am who I am. It's all about Jesus. Jesus said in Matthew 5.17, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law of the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. It's all about Jesus. In John 8, chapter 8, verses 56 to 58, Jesus was answering criticism of the Jewish leaders. And they were searching to kill Jesus for anything they could. 
and especially kill him for claiming to be God. That was blasphemy. And the penalty for blasphemy was stoning instantly. John eight fifty six. Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. You are not yet 50 years old, they said to him. And you have seen Abraham? Like, you lunatic? Come on. Jesus said, Very truly I tell you, Jesus answered, Before Abraham was born, I am. Before Abraham was born, I am. At this, they picked up stones to him to stone him, but Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple grounds. So obviously, he was calling himself God. They know the great name of God, and when Jesus says that before Abraham was born, I am, he was using the very holy name of God. Instantly, they picked up the stones. As soon as he said it, boom. Jesus said. In the Gospel of John, and I love it. Do you have time to study the Gospel of John? There's seven I am statements. Eight if you want to include the one we just read. But it's generally known as the seven I am statements of Jesus Christ. He has seven going throughout the Gospel using the very term of God, the name of God. When he uses, when he speaks, he says in John six thirty five, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger. I am. I am the light of the world. He said in John 8, 12. I am the door. It's only one entrance to the kingdom of God. I am the true vine. He said, I'm the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. I am the good shepherd, Jesus said. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus he is the great I am. See, Jesus is an English translation of the Hebrew name Joshua. We all have friends named Joshua. It's a Hebrew name. It's actually in Hebrew, it's pronounced Yeshua, Yoshua. And that was Jesus' name. When his mom, when his mom's called on him, Yoshua, come in to eat, Yoshua. Okay, it wasn't. Jesus, Joshua, Joshua is a combination of Yah, which means salvation or save, right? Yah, the name of God, and salvation. So Yahweh saves. Yahshua means Yahweh saves. Jesus means Yahweh saves. And Jesus came in flesh and blood to save his people from their sin. Matthew chapter 1, when they're talking about the name of Jesus, when the angel came to Joseph, Joseph, son of David, 
Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. What is conceived in from her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. Joshua, Yahweh saves. He will save the people from their sins. Let's go ahead and stand. And as we go ahead and close this morning, I'm going to ask that we would go ahead and, and just pray that God, whatever he has called us to, that you would have a personal encounter with Yahweh, personal encounter with the great I Am, and his name is Jesus. Yoshua, Yahweh saves. The name above all names, the only name which we can be saved. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, Lord. And God, we give you this day, Lord, as a day where we're saying, God, we want to be like Moses standing on holy ground. And Lord, we ask that from the very depths of us, the insides of us, we would say like Moses, Lord, we recognize our sin. We recognize the things that we cannot do, Lord, our insecurities. Who am I? I can't do it, God. You would just be honest with the Lord. And I pray the Holy Spirit now would just download something to you that would be way out of your league. Maybe you already know what it is and you're battling through it right now. Maybe you don't know what it is and you would say, God, what are you calling me to? You've already called me to follow Jesus. But what is it that you've called me you put me on this earth for that you want me to do that's way too hard. And just tell God, I can't do it. I'm scared. I feel inadequate. I feel like I'm just not the person for the job. That's totally cool. Because that's where Jesus says, I am who I am. I'm the God of every need. I've always been here for you. I'm here right now and I will always be with you to the very end of time. So God, we just place our honest hopes and our trust, our dreams. But most of all, Lord, it doesn't matter. You can take all that. We just want to do what you called us to do, just like Moses, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, right now. We thank you, God, that it's Jesus. We can put our trust in Jesus who died for us on the cross. And we see what he's done for us, Lord. He's taken all of that insecurity. He's nailed it to the cross. All of that sin, he's nailed it to the cross. And he was raised from the dead in victorious all of the, over all of that. Lord, we put our faith in him this morning. Yeshua, the God who saves, Jesus Christ. Salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name in heaven given to mankind which we must be saved. Lord, we receive your salvation this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. We all said, Amen.